Welcome back, campers, and I am once again your head counselor, Chris, and I'm sure you remember my co-counselor, Jordan. We are so excited to have you again. We here at Camp Grindhouse have been working hard to make your trip something you won't have to tell your therapist about this time. Now we know it was a little rocky the last two times. A lot of your friends were murdered, you barely escaped with your life, but we were still working out the kinks. Now this time, we promise that most of you will return home safe. The only injury or death will be from our own negligence and not a murderer lurking around the camp. This time, we are going to ask everyone to give up their phones, computers, and tablets. You're all addicted to evil technology and we are here to help. Plus, you won't need them to call for 911 or the police because, like we said, it's perfectly safe. And today, we are going to cover Netflix's Polish slasher film, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight, from 2020. And all I gotta say is, oh my god, people are doing Christmas shit already. <laughs> like, the, the dirt has not even settled on Halloween's grave yet, and Santa is already sticking the tip in. It's, yes, un- unfortunately. It's like um, Christmas foreplay. I, I actually seen some Christmas shit out before Halloween even happened. I did that's, too at Walmart. That's blasphemy. Yeah. I feel like I had started seeing Christmas stuff, what, maybe two weeks before Halloween? Yeah. Sound about accurate? Uh, yeah. No, no. Walmart was the worst one, though. Walmart had, you know, Halloween had two small aisles. Christmas has the whole entire back garden center corner of Walmart. Yeah. What does that say? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I will say there is some some places up in their Halloween game since I don't know in the last ten years. I will My, say Michael's that. like uh, some of these craft stores have really yeah. jumped into the Halloween game lately. Uh, Home Depot is doing like a lot of Halloween. Home Depot's huge now on Halloween. Yeah, yeah they got a whole animatronics and shit now. Yeah, I don't remember them being like that. I know Michael's is really good too for like home stuff. Like stuff you can put up in your house year round, not just for Halloween. But they only sell it at Halloween. But yeah, I feel like some of these stores are definitely uh, more so than what they used to profiting off Halloween. <laughs> but uh, still popular. No, nowhere near what they do for Christmas. That's like these stores want to shove some jingle jingle bell anal beads up, up your ass and make you take Christmas with a smile on your face. Next year, though, um, I, I can't remember if it comes out at, around Christmas time or it's still going to come out at October. But I did see that Terrifier Three is going to be a Christmas movie. Yes, he's like the poster. He's like wearing Santa's face, like the skin of his face, like as like a was it like a beard? Did he have on like a like you'd have a fake beard or something? He's like wearing it on his neck or on his face. Like the bottom, it's fucking crazy looking. Yeah, I I like uh, Terrifier being a Halloween movie, but I feel like we might get a really good horror Christmas movie. Oh, I am stoked! I mean, the you know the first two were Halloween movies, and as much as I'd like for it to be a Halloween movie again, I I'm totally up for seeing it as a Christmas movie. Where where does Terrifier take place? Like the like the location. the location, yeah. Um, I don't know if they ever really say. 
wonder if we're going to get some some blood splatter in the white snow. Where are we ever going to get terrifier in space? I fucking hope not. <laughs> kind of hope so. <laughs> terrifier in the hood. Terrifier in space. Terrifier X. Damn. Terrifier goes to hell. Where he's not. <laughs> he's not in the movie. Just people eating people's hearts. He's in the beginning and the very end. He he turns from a, a, a newborn little baby clown into a full blown murderous clown in like ten seconds. Before we jump into this thing, I want to shout out a movie that's been getting a lot of buzz lately. Uh, lately, Shutter's original is When Evil Lurks, and fuck, that's an awesome movie. Like if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It's gnarly. It's uh, you know, a really cool story. It's great writing. It's acting. Uh, it looks fantastic. It has amazing practical effects in it. And this movie shows some shit that I think most movies are afraid to show nowadays. Well, not even nowadays. Like the, some of the stuff this movie does, movies rarely do. And um, it's kind of jarring at times. Like it, there are some scenes in that where you're just like, damn. I will give you a heads up. It's all in Spanish. So if you go to watch it, turn on the English subtitles right away. Don't do what I did. Watch the first five minutes, not knowing what the fuck is going on. I had to, um, like I got through like five minutes of the movie and, you know, I thought it was just the beginning, like the, like the intro and they were, they were doing it in Spanish because we weren't really supposed to know exactly what was going on yet. And, you know, after five minutes, I realized I think this whole movie's in Spanish. So I had to go back and put the English subtitles on. And then I started the movie over again. And uh, yeah, don't don't do that. Just put them on right off the bat. A, a quick rundown is this takes place in like a alternate reality where like religion has kind of collapsed because the idea of possession by true evil is no longer debated. Like it's a very real thing. Uh, the you know every everybody is aware of it. The government knows about it. Uh, it and it spreads like a like a virus. And uh, in the past, you know, it had wiped out like whole entire cities. And we as a human race had finally kind of eradicated it for the most part. And after years and years of not having like any cases, uh, one kind of pops up in this small town in Argentina. And that's kind of the gist of what you need to know. But definitely check it out. I think it's definitely one of the best films of this year. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, you haven't seen it yet. No, I've seen I have it not. Uh, maybe like three days ago. Yeah. It is great. I just want to also let everybody know out there that uh, Bill Mosley is still alive. I double checked. Yeah, I check every day to see if Bill Mosley's alive. You know, I don't play around with that. I want to know. I want to know if he's still kicking. Uh, on Halloween weekend, he was at a uh, convention and he dressed up as Otis from the very end of House of a Thousand Corpses. That's solid. That is fucking awesome. Yeah, that is I, awesome. I, uh, I would think that if he did it, he would have went the Devil's Rejects Otis because it's probably much easier to yeah. do. But no, he went full in. He did he, the, he the face paint. In. He had um, the long blonde hair, which I'm pretty positive it was a wig. So he went he went full on, you know, Otis from the end of the movie. He had the like the red. You know what? He didn't go full on because he didn't have that dude's chest. 
Yeah. Didn't have that part on. Probably didn't want to skin another old guy, have to deal with all that. Um, we already talked about it. The nipples when you're skinning a chest is probably very difficult. Yeah, he just probably didn't want to go through all that. But all hail uh, Bill Mosley for doing that. Thank you, Bill Mosley, for staying alive. Really, We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to keep up with the show, discuss movies with us, or just horror news in general, you can always find us at one of our social media accounts. Uh, you got the Facebook page at the Grindhouse Syndicate Horror Podcast, Instagram at grindhousesyndicate.horror.pod, and sometimes we do some TikTok videos, uh, the Grindhouse Horror Podcast at grindhouse.horror.pod. And as always, you can find the info on the show notes. I did realize like an episode or two ago, totally fucking forgot to put that in the show notes. But that's, you know, one episode out of many. So how many people listened to that episode and went to go check us out and it wasn't there and you told them it was there? I lied. You lied. I'm a liar. You lied. That's for everybody who who listened to that. What episode was it? I don't even know. Good God, man. You don't even even know which one you left it out of. Um, I think it was. um, I wasn't the last episode. It was the episode before that. Maybe it could have been last episode. You know, I really don't know. Halloween episode. Well, no, it was the fucking Halloween one. It was either it was either Halloween or it was uh, talk to me. I, I'm not sure. You I don't think just, it was to talk to me, but we had a busy Halloween. Okay. Yeah. You were just too excited for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> kid, don't let it happen again, man. We, we might have to, we might have to cut you. I'm looking <laughs> at possibly being fired. Um, if uh, also, if you're one of those people that found us through like one of the many horror fan pages we are in, say hi, we are always lurking in the shadows. We do try to like hop in as many discussions as we can, and we really like to uh, interact with you fine folks. So you can catch us in there from time to time. Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight is a Polish supernatural horror slasher film directed and co-written by Bartosz M. Kowalski. All right, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and just say this now. That's as far as I'm going to go into names. I tried to learn how to pronounce everyone's name. I did not have enough time to get it right. So instead of making you guys sit and listen to me butcher these fine people's names, we're just going to jump ahead. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I, I think even I, even the characters, um, I had to sit and, and try to figure out uh, some of the names. That's it. Uh, Daniel, that was easy. Yep, super yeah, easy. Yeah, shout out to whoever decided to name him Daniel. I didn't know that was a name in, in Poland, but shout out to that because that was the easiest fucking one out of every single every single name. It's because it's an, um, like an American name. <laughs> no, it's a Polish name. I, I don't, maybe that's where it comes from. Maybe Daniel comes from, it doesn't sound Polish. It's probably it really like doesn't. in the Bible or something. I don't know. Like Daniel, a lot of a lot of people. The book na- of Daniel. Which, I mean, that sounds right to me. Like if you told me, like, oh, it says you know don't masturbate in the book of Daniel, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm not gonna argue. It's probably probably right. Yeah, it does. I guess. Yeah, you, the biblical name. I feel like you could take anything and call it the book of, and they could you could probably convince either one of us that it was a, something in the Bible. Probably like the book of Bill. <laughs> Like, well, Bill was an important character. The the book of Bill Mosley. 
Yes, that's that's in the the real Bible. Uh, the main characters, I did have to kind of figure out how to pronounce them. Uh, you have Ulick, Bartek, Daniel, uh, and Yelik. And da, 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 where is the other person's name? Oh, uh, Zosha is the the final girl we have here. That's the oh man, we don't pronounce these the same. Shit. Well, I got them from sitting and rewinding the movie over and over again until I got it right. So, yeah, you know. I know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that I'm now I'm going to be fucking it up the entire show. I got, uh, is it Isa? Isa? Isa. Isa? Yeah, okay. it's spelled Isa, but it's actually pronounced Isa. Bartek? Yeah, there's Bartek. Daniel? Yeah. Got that, got that one down. Um, let's see, Jolik. It's uh not. It doesn't. The J is silent. It's uh Ulick. Like Ulick. Yes. Oh man, I'm gonna fuck that up. Ulick, and then Zosha. Zosha. Yeah. It is Zosha. Yes. I thought you pronounced it different. Zosha. I was. I was probably doing Zosha. Zosha. Should took the eye out of that. And this is the bad one. Uh. I, Anelia, Anelia, I was just going to call her Annie. Anelia, Anelia. Oh, Aniella. Aniella. Yes, Aniella. Aniella. Yeah, I was All like, right. you pronounced, I was like, wait, who? Did I miss a character? I'm just going to call her, <laughs> I'm just going to call her Anne for the sake of not, dest- <laughs> not destroying. That's fine. Destroying the names in this episode. Yeah. I meant to actually ask you this before we started recording because I knew these were going to be all fucked up. And then looking in the cast up was, was not hard helpful. Too. Not yes. helpful. Yes. The guy who plays Ewick uh, is uh, doesn't look anything like he looks in this movie. I, I didn't even look that up. Instead of using the actual spelling, I just used how it was pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. I probably, sh- I probably should have looked these up as well. But I could have just, just gave. I should have just, just gave them to you. Just I'll just wing it. Except Anne, I'm calling her Anne. If you were one of those people looking forward to hearing us uh, fuck up a bunch of uh, pronunciation, there's going to be plenty of it. We've just established that. They, even though I have cut out all the actors' names and uh, producers and all this, all these people, we still got ways to go. We still got some shit that we are going to fuck up. Yeah, it's it's a Grindhouse Syndicate episode. There's going to be a fucked up name somewhere. Hopefully there's not a phantom name in this episode that yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, well, one <laughs> thing I won't do this episode is call a character by the actor's name because I didn't even look that shit up. Yeah, well, no phantom names then. Oh, well, uh, I'll speak too soon. Yeah. Uh, so the release date was October 28th of 2020. Perfect time for Halloween. Good for you. It was filmed in 23 days, which is averaging about eight scenes per day. That's pretty pretty good. Yeah, it is really impressive. Uh, It has a runtime of 102 minutes. It was distributed by Netflix. This was Netflix's first ever original film from Poland. It had a budget of 13 million. And this is our first movie that doesn't have a box office. Ah, yeah, yeah, straight to Netflix. Yeah, no box office here. But it was one of the most streamed titles on American Netflix soon after its premiere. 
The magazine Kino reported that the movie landed in the top 10 list of most watched films on the platform. So good for you. That was smart. I'm sure that that has a little something to do with people looking for horror movies around Halloween. So that was a a good release date. Um, I don't remember when this came out. Um, Well, it was uh, COVID time. So Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on at that time. So yeah, a lot of sitting around the house. I probably should have should have seen it. But yeah, this was just a a lucky come across. It was just one of those random Netflix. Random Netflix movie night. Yeah, so... Th- is that the cat? I think he's a cat. That is. Yeah. I was going to pretend that it didn't Meow. exist and hope the noise gate <laughs> took it out. Uh, I'm telling you, she right. wants the pod, man. Oh, she, she was uh, up here all over the microphone earlier. And then she did this really weird thing where she kind of like got really intimate with your chair. She was just rubbing her whole body like nonstop all over the chair. I don't know. Cat's trying to fuck my chair. She's trying to take your spot. Yeah, she is. She's she's a black cat. So she's like, it's a horror podcast. I'm a black cat. I need to be in here. Uh, so the ratings for this movie, Rotten Tomato, 57%. IMDb, 4.9 out of 10. Letterboxd, 2.3 out of 5. And the average audience rating is a 2.8 out of 5. Uh, if you want to watch this movie, it is currently only available on netflix and here is my one time every show Tubi commercial the first time i seen this was actually on Tubi. bro are you getting paid by Tubi? <laughs> like are, are we getting Tubi money and you're just not telling yeah. me about it you're pocketing Tubi is the... paying for this show yeah <laughs> i don't know i guess another shout out to Tubi. i don't know why Tubi had it though because it was it's netflix produced movie and right before halloween it left left Tubi. so netflix said you know here you can have it for the, the lame part of the year you can get it for the summer but then when it's scary movie season netflix don't have many scary movies <laughs> i thought this <laughs> i thought back. netflix did this movie so it, it was on netflix then it went to Tubi, and then netflix took it back well i mean Tubi probably only had it for a couple months mm-hmm. netflix has had it for years Tubi's trying to get their hands on all those, well, all, all the all the all the scary movies out there. Well, yeah, I mean they're they're great. They are uh, great. Whoever and picks their movies, fantastic yeah. job. If you sign up for Tubi today, use promo code uh, Grindhouse, and uh, nothing's gonna happen because it's free. You'll get one less commercial than you normally would. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. Going to be right now. I actually <laughs> think I got that somewhere in this episode. What? But wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you want to jump into the plot here? Yeah. Let's cover the story. Um. So the story begins with an old lady washing blood-soaked clothing in a tub full of water, while a uh, chicken murders a stuffed animal bear. Did you? Did you? Did you catch the chicken? I did not. Chicken catch is sitting the there. Chicken. So she's like. She's like washing, you know, she's like putting the elbow grease in. She's getting to it. And it pans down to this chicken who's just pecking the fuck out of this face of this bear. Hmm. Why they have that in there, I don't know. But I thought that was interesting. I don't know. Maybe they thought it would be some type of good foreshadowing for uh, well, it does, one of the kills. It does hint, not to kill, but it does hint. And you don't really pick up on it. I didn't pick up on it till just now. But that does show that there were children in this house. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, just kind of caught that. 
A, uh, so we got a postman who just arrived and notices noises coming from the house's cellar. And uh, thinking someone is trapped down there, the postman makes his mistake when he rips off a board and he gains access to the entrance of the basement. He is then grabbed and dragged by an unseen force into the basement, and by the sound of it, he ain't a postman anymore. I don't know. He might be. I'll bring it up later on in the episode. But wait, there's more. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, postman should have minded his business, man. So you don't break in people's houses. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it got, did sound like somebody was injured, but... I don't, I don't know if I would have went. I, I wouldn't have. I there. wouldn't have ripped the. Just uh, call the police, man. I wouldn't have ripped the boarded up. No. Off off of nope. the board off of somebody's window to their basement. Wouldn't no. have done that. That's that's too far. Uh, so now we jump to thirty years later, and we have a bus full of tech addicted teenagers arriving at a phone free camp and surrendering their phones to the camp leaders as they step off the bus. So we meet, uh, this is where we meet all our our kind of main characters. So we meet uh, Ulek, who uh, looks like Bill Gates' son. Definitely looks like a gamer. Computer guy. Computer nerd. Yes, yes, Uh, he does. We got Bartek, who is like the sarcastic asshole. We have Daniel, the full-of-himself rule-breaker. Uh, and Yellick, who is the too cool for everybody hot girl, and Zoja, the emotionally scarred damaged girl. And uh, after we see the teens doing teen stuff around a fire at night, blah, 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 they talk about Instagram, and we jump over to a scene of an old lady opening a door in her floor. It's like a cellar door, and she is dragging a whole ass sheep. I think it's a sheep. To throw down into her basement. <laughs> when I was reading the um, this, some stuff on like it was either Wikipedia or IMDb, they actually mentioned that this was a cow. It's, it, I, mm. I I went back a and looked. Cow. It's not a cow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a cow. They have special cows in Poland. Um, maybe maybe it's a Polish. Maybe that's what they call sheep in Poland is cows, and right. we got it wrong. Did you catch at the campfire scene right before it cuts in the background some girls like, what did she say? She's like, fuck, I don't eat meat. Did you catch that? No. That's total like, I feel like that summarizes the entire, this that entire generation. Um, yeah, right before it cuts, like it's just in the background of the talking, but when the girls is like, fuck, I don't eat meat. That's funny. I... There is that's like there's the campfire scene and they're I guess they're all in line to get food. And this guy who's serving food is the worst because he's like, do you want a small sausage or a big sausage? Like he asked him like seven questions per like, do you want bread or no bread? Do you want ketchup or no ketchup? I mean, it's like, good God, man. Can't you just ask me the all the fucking questions like in one go? <laughs> yeah, it's just his first, it, it's his first year working the food. It would, I mean, it would take it would take these these people. You know, if you had a line of ten people, it'd take an hour and fifteen minutes to get everyone to get their food at this speed. Yeah, it's, it, it's that same scene. That's right before that scene cut. No, I didn't even catch that. I was paying attention to the to this guy. I was like, how many more questions does he have? That's just. <laughs> The Gen Z summarized. But yeah, so she's trying to throw this um, this body of this sheep down into her basement. And uh, during this, she accidentally falls in the hole like with the sheep. 
And uh, then we see this very gross looking hand. It kind of comes out of the basement floor and uh, not the basement floor, the regular floor from the basement and grabs like a set of keys before uh, what sounds like brutally murdering the old lady. So, hmm, what's going on here? Uh, the teens are placed into groups. The main protagonists, they all end up in a group together. Big surprise. And they head off into the woods with counselor Isa for a three-day hike. And Isa is kind of like this badass, outdoors, like take-no-shit kind of lady, I guess the best way to describe her. She, you know what? The best way to describe her is this. She drives a Jeep and she wears a baseball cap. Yes, pretty good. That's way. really all you need to know. That kind of yeah. tells you, yeah, her personality. Yeah, that's pretty pretty spot on. Yep. Let's not forget to uh, all hail uh, Jesus's crusade against uh, evil technology. The oh awesome yeah, awesome preacher. Right before this, yeah, before they head out, they bring this preacher in, and he um, does this prayer about, you know, save these kids from evil technology and. This, their addiction to technology but the best part is when he has the um the counselors bring over like the baskets of phones and tablets and stuff and he's like i don't know what the thing is in his hand he's like shaking at it but he's like praying over the uh phones and stuff like i'm like what? is he blessing the phones is he is he doing an exorcism of the phones it's exercising the phones all the nude pictures and, uh, the and all, yeah, it just exercise it all. All the Instagram, Snapchat, the devilish, devilish Facebook. Uh, Got to drown their phones in holy water. So she asked the group who is the slowest, like, you know, Isa standing there with the kind of with the group. And she's pretty much like, which one of you are the slowest or think you are the slowest? And um, they don't really say it, but I know what she's doing is essentially what she's trying to do, because we've done this in the army is you pick the slowest person in your group and you put them up front. And that way, the pace, it's it's slow enough to not leave anybody behind. Yeah, they don't really make that clear at all. But um, she basically asks who's the slowest, and everybody instantly looks at uh, Ulick, who I would agree, you know, no judgment, but he does look like he is the least physically active. Yeah, she's Probably like, the best way to put it. I'm going to ask who the slowest is, and then let all these kids basically call it out so I don't have to be the asshole. Well, yeah, and then she pulls that card of like... Uh, Why are you all she looking at she, you? Yeah, she's yeah. really judgy on all of them. You know, it's like, even though she, you know, she brought that up. She brought that up, so... Yeah. She that, called him out without a, looking like the person that, that called him That was a out. slick little move and then took up for him at that. Yeah, so we also see that Bartek and Daniel very much dislike each other. They kind of get in a little pushing match earlier and... Uh, there's definitely some kind of alpha male like dick measuring thing going on between them. Uh, they seem like they're kind of both interested in Angelic. So maybe that's what's happening. And then we get uh, something that I couldn't wait to point out to you. Was we get another person who has to travel 17 miles to go piss. Oh. You know that you like you like is like, hey, you mind if I go pee real quick? And then he proceeds to walk really far away. Let's be honest, though. If this was real life, 
Ulick would be one of those guys who does walk like 17 miles away to pee. I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that pulls his pants and underwear all the way down to his knees to pee. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh my God, there's females here. I can't pee within a mile radius of them. So I'm just, I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, we had, um, we had a guy like that in like second grade. He did it, but we all weren't allowed to say anything to him after the first time because he was the principal's son. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. That's off limits there. Yep. It's like the share. So we had to keep letting him pull like his pants all the way down to pee. Like, man, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to do all that work. Or his parents wasn't like, hey, like, quit showing your ass to everybody in the bathroom. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I'm like, hey, man, you notice that weird little hole in the front of all your pants? That's what that's for. Yeah, or just pull your pants down. Just some, uh, but yeah, not all the way. Some. Not all the way. And so, uh, so during Ulex's uh, piss across the continent, <laughs> he comes across a dead, rotting deer, and uh, Isa notices that the deer was killed by a predator and not a hunter. But she ignores this and orders everyone to keep going into the woods. So it's like, hey, there's this thing that is literally powerful enough to rip apart and gut a whole deer. We should keep going. We should walk towards whatever that is. Yeah, if there's shit like that out there and you're supposed to be guiding these kids, you should probably have some type of weapon or something. That you can protect these kids with. Like I know when guides take groups in like Yellowstone National Forest. Like certain national forests like that. When they take them on on guided trails. A lot of times they will take a rifle with them. Because of the risk of animals like that. I I would not send my teenage kid off to a place like this. With somebody that doesn't have a weapon. Terrible idea. Well, she doesn't need a weapon because she drives a Jeep. I I have a Jeep. No, she no, you don't have a Jeep I, Jeep. Yeah. She drives yeah. a real Jeep. I she, look put it like this. My Jeep, my my Grand Cherokee, uh Jeep guys don't wave at me. Makes me sad. You know how Jeep people are? They're like, you know, like, it's like Harley guys. Yeah. They're like the Harley guys of the outdoors. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Yeah, there's like, you know, they need to like, you know, drive over a river and they're like, well, I got a Jeep. I'll just drive it through the water. It's a Jeep. Yeah. Need to drive through lava. Yeah, I got a Jeep. We'll just take the Jeep right over the lava. It could be like a pothole, like two inches deep. And don't worry, I got a Jeep. And I feel like my Jeep will get over it. I wonder if Jeep guys look down on me for having a Jeep, but not buying a Jeep Jeep or... If they see me as not quite bottom of the barrel like everybody else, I'm one step above because I at least bought a Jeep product, but I'm just not on their level. I think it's the second one, but they pretty much look at you like, you know, you just do your thing on the road, but you leave the off-road to us. Yeah, probably. Uh, So they stop by a lake to spend the night, and Yellick does the hot girl thing and gets Daniel to put her tent together for her. Uh, Ulick reveals that he is an obsessed gamer. Big surprise. And of course, uh, Iza has a camo tent. That pretty much just backs up everything that we literally just said. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who has a Jeep, actually, it, it Jeeps come with the camo tent. 
You didn't know that? It probably came with the Jeep, yes. Yes, you pull it Um, right out of that extra tire on the back. There's a little camo tent inside there. I thought, though, speaking of Ulick, that it's really fucked up that his parents sent him here and cut him off of the internet. He has built a career for himself. Yeah. Like, he's got all these followers, like... Uh, one of those guys tries to ask him, like, how many followers? I think it's Bartek. Like, how yeah. many followers do you have? Like, I got, I have X amount of followers. Like, I'm so cool. And he's got, like, a shit ton of followers. He's got almost a million. Yeah, he, a million he's followers. literally, like, missed a competition where the top prize was, like, half a million dollars or something to because his parents sent him here. Like, I get the parents... That kids just play games all the time, and they're like, "Hey, you need to you need to get out the house sometimes at least. Like, you do need to uh, have some type of career." But he has literally made a career for himself. He's built he, a business. Yes, he can literally make a good living at his point, and he's still a teenager, so he's just going to get more and more followers. So I thought that was really really fucked up that his parents did that to him. When he has made a career that probably will make more money than they make. Maybe that's why they did it. Yeah. Maybe his dad was like, you're not going to fucking outshine me, you little shit. Yeah. It's like, I already got to deal with your your fucking mother looking down on me. Uh, So that night they hear a noise in the woods and Isa goes to search, but only finds a tiny little fox. Uh, That night, Daniel is accompanied at the lake by Aniela. And after taking Daniel's V card, look at that. That's I wasn't expecting that because he's like Mister Instagram, Mister. I do triathlons, and I'm like 17, but I'm super cool, bro. I loved how she's talking to him, and he's talking about like all the girls he's got, Mm -hmm. and like he's got a girlfriend, and talking about all the girls he's been with. And then she pulls that condom out, and he fucking freezes. He's like. Oh, fuck. And it's like this super, super awkward exchange. And she kind of figures out real quick, like, oh, my God, you're a virgin. And this dude's really lucky that she didn't have better choices. Yeah, because <laughs> he was she is <laughs> desperate, I guess. He He's she's like totally one of those like super flirty girls that probably goes after bad boys. And he's she just doesn't have any other selection. He's like, oh, he's. He's out by the lake smoking. He's yeah, I guess he's the baddest here. It's funny because he he lights like his joint or whatever, and he even makes a statement like he's like puff puff, don't pass or something like something about him being able to smoke like that whole thing. Like he's like I'm keeping this for me, and then she comes and you know he passes it to her, and she starts asking him all these questions, like kind of flirting with him. He never gets he like never gets the joint back. Like huh? she literally distracts him like she pulls hot girl magic on him and he yeah, doesn't that's... even remember that he even has weed he almost probably thinks she brought the weed and all of a sudden and then he starts trying to spout off like do you have a girlfriend he says some dumb shit like it depends on the day of the week i was like okay yeah you definitely are making some shit up because that doesn't even make any sense yeah and then, <laughs> and then like when she figures out he's a virgin she's like i thought you had a girlfriend he's like a long distance internet girlfriend I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like, why? Why would you even admit that? Yeah, just I don't know, man. Maybe the new generation—that's not as big of a deal as as us. Because for us, you know, we came from you know like middle school and stuff, and it's like you have a girlfriend. It's like, yeah, but you know, um, 
she goes to a different school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that there was always that ability to like, and it's always make when that you up. hear that, you know that that kid's lying. He doesn't really have a girlfriend. Yeah, and then, and but, when they finish, he gets on his phone, and it looks like he's on like a dating app or something. So I think he, it was the same thing. It was the kid that lies about his girl girlfriend being at the other school. He well, this is like made it up. this internet girlfriend thing is like the new version of my girlfriend went to a different school. Like it is the because now if your girlfriend goes to a different school, you can get a fucking Uber over to somebody's house. You can like literally talk to them over social media. Like all your friends would see you, her commenting and liking your shit. Like you can't pull that different school card anymore. So now you have the, oh, well, she just lives in another state. We're dating on the online. Well, I wonder how many fake girlfriend Facebook accounts have been made out there. Over like ha- half the Facebook accounts. <laughs> yeah, this guy, I mean, you know, having a long distance girlfriend, that's that's not a, a terrible thing. You know, I'm, I don't look down on anybody for that, but don't try to make it like you're fucking big pimping, like getting laid all the time, like tries to sound so cool. And then the moment that condom gets busted out, he's like, he starts mumbling over himself like he can't talk. Uh, she's like, do I need to help you put it That's on? That's embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, so in yellow, she uh, then goes back to her tent for the night, not knowing that soon after, Daniel is going to be beaten to death by a gigantic man covered in boils. He's like uh, kind of this giant kind of redneck looking guy. He's got a pair of overalls on. And he is disgusting looking, all the boils all over his face and his back. So he kills Daniel by ripping off of Jason Voorhees' sleeping bag kill from part seven. He does. Yeah, that's totally, I put that in the notes. That is a, that is signature. Jason owns that kill. Yeah. He owns the kill. Nobody will do it better. You can, you can use it. But you should have to put. But Jason, should you use it? If you're gonna use it, they need to put Jason Voorhees in the credits like, of the movie, and they didn't. Like so, you know, yeah, you can, but should you? It's not the first Jason ripoff of this movie either. There's another one. I don't know if you caught it. Oh, there's huh? yeah, many. Yeah, there's many. Well, J- I mean, Jason has killed people like every <laughs> fucking yeah. way you possibly could. <laughs> Uh, but this one in particular, the the sleeping bag one, is just well, everybody the, knows that as one of the iconic Jason kills. But hey, at least at least for Daniel, he got to lose his V card uh, before before he died, and then he thanked her for it, which is like, you know, if you if you want to you want to announce to the world you're a virgin, yeah, you know, th- thank her for the sex afterwards. Did you catch that? Yeah, and she's I did. walking on. He's like. Th- uh, Thank you. Yeah, where the fuck are we at? <laughs> the, 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 him getting beat to death on the tree. The oh, Jason, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The fucking robbery, highway robbery of Jason's signature kill. So, yeah, he, he bangs his body against a tree several times until he is dead. Uh, in the morning, everyone starts searching for Daniel, and they find what they think is blood on a tree. Iza uh, disregards the rules of horror that Ulick warns the group about. And they end up splitting up in groups uh, with half of them searching for Daniel with Isa and the rest waiting by the lake in case Daniel comes back. Um, so 
you know, one thing I don't get about this scene is, you know, they find the blood on the tree and Isa, of course, is like, oh, this is not blood, it's just tree sap. And this is all... supposed to be your outdoor guide and she can't tell the difference between blood and tree sap. Well, here's my big problem with it is, you know, they mentioned going back to the camp. You would almost guarantee that there is protocol at this camp for if one of your um, campers goes missing. I think that's standard at camps. I don't think the protocol is splitting up either. No. Like that's that's like the worst idea. Like, oh, well, we're missing one person. Let's split up in a group. So now we're all separated. Well, she acts like um, when he goes missing, she acts like no one had ever thought of this and this has never happened. Like, well, oh, what do we do? Um, well, I guess we just split up and look for him. Any person maybe this was her first year with any sense would be like well yeah we need to go back to the camp and tell the people who run the camp there's a kid missing like that should be the first thing you do but she doesn't think that's a good idea thinks it's stupid yeah maybe it's her first year maybe she came up completely different and just got a wild hair up her ass and went and bought a jeep and Mm -hmm. then got hired on no, I think she had the Jeep before, and this is her first year because she just got done like driving across the Amazon jungle yeah. in the Jeep. Like she's so hardcore. Like where she's from, when people get lost in the woods, that's it. They're dead. They probably got ate by anaconda. Unless they have a Jeep. Unless they had a Jeep. Unless they had a Jeep. Because anacondas will not go anywhere near a Jeep owner. That's a proven fact. Science has proved that. She she has drove through so many mud puddles. So many mud puddles. All of the mud puddles in the whole world. Yeah, and then I was also like, so um, it looks like Angelic is going to fuck Bartek now. Yeah, so I thought this was really weird because Bartek starts asking her, like, I mean, when they find that condom, he starts asking questions, like, immediately. Like, what else did you guys do? I thought it was really, really fucking kind of weird that you would, like, why would you be that nosy? Like, why would you want to know the details that much? Um, Describe it. Act yeah. it out. Yeah. How big was a dick? I'll be Daniel. You be Angelic. <laughs> yeah. I'll or, be Angelic. I'll, you yeah, be Daniel. Yeah, I was about to say, it's pro- probably <laughs> the other way around. Yeah. I thought there was maybe some, some jealousy there, and I thought it was really strange that he wanted to know all these details. Whereas most people would have been like, oh, well, they obviously had sex and, and not wanted to ask a thousand questions about it. But yeah, I kind of got the sense too. He immediately starts asking her like, if they don't come back, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, are you going to have sex with me? <laughs> what are you going to do? Would would if, if, if we're the last two people alive in these woods, would you have sex with me then? Would I, you consider touching just the tip? When he said that, I, you know, if I was her, I'd have just answered, well, I'm going to go back to the camp like we should have done 30 minutes ago. Like, <laughs> that's as far as it, this is going to get. Yeah, I, I thought that uh, there, he was definitely, it kind of seemed like she was going to fuck him, too. Well, you know, if, if the group doesn't come back, like, he's like, they don't, they don't come back, like, they don't ever come back. The fact that a guy went missing that you, you just slept with, and then your guide and the other half, the larger half of the group is now also missing. That situation doesn't make me horny. 
That situation freaks me out. Probably makes her horny. She's she's <laughs> she's seems like she's she enjoys fucking. Let's just put. I don't know how else to get around it. She's just gonna, that type of girl. What are you gonna do if they don't come back? Like, well, I'm gonna be scared as fuck, and I'm probably gonna shit my pants if if you want to know the truth. Uh, so the group reaches the house that was seen at the beginning of the movie, and they discover the basement with Daniel's mangled body inside. And as they attempt to run away, they notice that the uh, killer is entering the house. So they run and they like hide in the basement and uh, Zoja and Utec they end up escaping through the window, but Isa stays behind to fight and try to get Daniel's phone because she's going to try to call for help. Thank God Daniel broke the fucking rules, uh, which actually ends up, uh, in her getting her head ripped off and thrown out of the window at uh, Zoja and Utec's feet. And I just want to point out, I thought that head looked like shit. Yeah, the that head was not look good. That looked like a mannequin head. Yeah, that's that, bad. The head head wasn't great. Come on, man, fifteen million dollars. You had fifteen million dollars, and you bought like a one of those one of those mannequin heads that the haircut students work on or whatever. That's what the <laughs> fuck that was. Those are probably expensive. (laughs) (laughs) That probably broke their budget. (laughs) I mean, I mean that that thing ain't that expensive. Where you got fifteen million dollars, and you know, what they they went and they went to Michaels and bought a foam head, spray painted it, spray painted skin color, and put some hair on it. Yeah, I was, I was not impressed with that uh, fake head. Yeah, well, this you get your head ripped off when you walk into people's house. Uh, Why in the fuck? Would you just walk into somebody's house? Like, I don't care if you got a kid missing or not. You don't break into people's shit. We see that as a theme that other people in this movie also do. Yeah. So, I don't know. Everybody pays for it. Maybe it's a thing in Poland. Maybe everyone's welcoming. Like, sure, just walk in. You know, come on in. If I'm not home, just come on in. I don't know. I've never been to Poland. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a possibility. I highly doubt it, though. Pretty sure it was just easier for the writers to write this part in the story. So Aniela and Bartek, they are talking by the lake. And then we find out that uh, Bartek is gay, which I did not see coming. And then I realized that he hasn't been checking out Aniela the whole time. I think he was kind of checking out Daniel. Yeah, I think he actually did want to know how how and he wanted to know because he was like, I'm jealous that you were having sex with Daniel. But yeah, and he also explains that being gay in Poland is uh, not a good time. He tells that story about his dad, and he's like, he's so clueless. Like, he'll have a friend over, and I could grab his ass, and he would just think it was one of the things that the boys were doing. I'm like, why would you grab one of your dad's friend's asses? No, he was saying his friend, like he brings his boyfriends over and his dad like is in such denial that he's like, they're not dating. They're just friends. And then he's like, I will even grab the guy that I brought over his ass in front of my dad. And my dad will just basically be like, oh, it's like sports stuff. Uh, I thought he I thought he said how he he grabbed his his dad's friend's ass. No, I mentioned that to Brooke too, and that's how she took it. The way they say it in the movie, because he's talking about like bringing he brings his boyfriends over, and his dad's so clueless, and no matter what he does, like his dad just denies it. And then it sounds like he's like he can even have a friend over, 
and I could grab his ass and he would just think it was like something that the boys do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, if you were even a girl and the dudes, that's you don't grab one of your <laughs> one of your dad's friends' asses. Your dad's friends like, hey dude, you need to get your son. <laughs> yeah, your teenage son just grabbed my ass. And he's, and, and he's like, Oh, don't worry about him. He's just giving you a sports bump on the butt he's like but we're not playing sports <laughs> there's some balls being played in this house we're building a deck <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah question did you watch this, this movie with the uh the subtitles on i did did you know how absolutely atrocious the subtitles were i noticed how now I noticed how off they were. They're from... super off. Well, here here was my theory. I don't know if that the subtitles was off. I think because they they definitely it wasn't matching up with the English that was going behind it. So I think they changed up the way some things were said to make the mouth whenever they overdubbed the English over it because they do it so good, like. Yeah, you know it's it's one of those, and every now and then you'll come across one that's overdubbed so good that you'll forget it's even an overdub because uh, the mouth matches up so well. So I think that whenever they're overdubbing, they change maybe some words, the way things were said, kind of to make it match up better. That was just my theory. That's a good theory, but I mean they were <laughs> there was things in there. Like the sentences weren't even in the in the movie. I'm like, that's not at all what he said. Those are complete different words. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think they do it though. Um, yeah, but I'm like Netflix, man. You guys make enough money where you could have corrected that. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. The ne- fuck? Netflix probably should have, but I would imagine that the the Polish movie company probably did the subtitles for it and they you know when when they went through they just did direct translations and then whoever had to sit down and figure out which would be a shitty job trying to overdub something i I think they kind of changed some stuff around i thought it was hilarious it added a little bit more comedy to this movie yeah so i only use the captions when something like there's there's always and not necessarily in this movie, but a lot of movies, there'll be quiet parts and I'll miss like certain shit and have to rewind it. So I only use it whenever I need to use it. But in the beginning of this movie, when I was looking for names and stuff, I did notice that it was pretty fucking off. Uh, yeah. So, um, so Bartek, yeah, he's gay. He's, you know, telling, uh, and yellow this and they're kind of hanging out by uh, the lake when suddenly she is killed by a metal bar going through the back of her neck and through her mouth. Horrified, Bartek runs away and attempts to get help from a priest in a nearby church. The priest knocks him out, gags him, and ties him to a chair. And uh, this priest is totally going to rape him. Yes. That's exactly what I got out of this. He doesn't say that but he's definitely giving off rapey vibes. So I think one of the signs for this is that BDSM ball gag that he puts over him. I don't know if you noticed that, but when he wakes up, yeah, that's not just like a... Have. Yeah, if a priest has a, a BDSM ball gag and is tying up uh, teenage boys with it, probably doesn't have very good intentions in mind. 
And this is just sad because this has happened in real life. I feel like he was going to like fuck the gay out of him or something. And then, you know, use the I'm doing it for God excuse. Yeah, that makes a lot of of sense of uh, I'm going to do gay sex to you to get rid of your gayness. (laughs) Well, this has happened in real life. That's why I say it's fucked up. Like that doesn't make any sense. Those uh pray the gay away camps and shit like oh, stuff yeah, like atrocious. this happened and uh you know it's it's it makes me sick that somebody like him who has these urges would do something like this and then just be like it's okay because i'm doing it for god he's like uh we don't get many altar boys around these parts so you'll have to do he did say like and i know if he, he was gonna rape him because he, he makes the comment I remember you from last year. Yeah, he's been ha- he's had his eye on him. Yeah, and he he makes a comment like you you know you you're so luring people in or, or something like that. I forgot the exact word he uses, but he's clearly had his eye on him for a while. What, what's about to happen to him is fantastic. Uh, the priest hears noises outside, and he goes to investigate. What a dumbass. He walks outside and he's like, oh, my wood chipper's on. That's odd. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was odd that there was a wood chipper here in the first place. Well, it looks like uh, I did kind of notice that there's a lot of trees that they had just cut down. So I think they recently built this church and they're just trying to clear out the area for like a parking lot because it's, it's weird. This church is in the middle of the fucking woods. Yeah, they're obviously pretty far out in the woods at this point that they didn't go back to camp. Everything in this movie is just in the middle of the woods, like just sitting with trees around it, no road. I I don't understand that, but... Yeah, like I said, I I think they're pretty far out there. But why? I mean, I don't get why they would build a church. Like, there must be a lot of cabins and people that live in this area. I I don't don't know. I don't understand Uh, it either. But yes... The wood but yeah, that's weird. The wood chipper just came on by itself. Uh, he ends up getting his head crushed and eyes gouged out before being put into the wood chipper and turned into the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. And at, yep. And at this point, I thought, hey, the killer went and he changed. He put on a flannel. Yeah. And this is like I noticed. I'm like, hey, like, that's weird. Well, he just went and got another outfit before. Before killing this guy. I, I I did not notice that the first time I watched this movie. I also want to point out that we have another Jason copy kill. Yeah. Also from part seven. You remember Drake's brother? Yeah. This is exactly how he died. Smashes the head. Exactly how he died. Uh, he uses his thumbs and gouges the eyes out as he's crushing his head. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Minus the wood chipper and the religious part. Yeah, well, the religious part doesn't really go into the kill, but yeah, the the crushing of the head, which is probably what killed them. I hope it's not what killed them. I hope he felt that wood chipper, but um, yeah, he felt it, that it wood was chipper. it was it was a rip off because he is like screaming as he threw a minute. So I think he, the only you bad know when part, he heard that he's like, um, you, you know, who the fuck's outside? Like I got this teenage boy tied up with a ball gag in here. Like I have to go investigate. Yeah, if I would have walked outside and seen the wood chipper on, I'd have noped right the fuck back on inside. I already know this is not good. Like, I got to find me some kind of weapon or I got to try to figure out what's going on from in here because whoever turned that wood chipper on plans on putting me in it. Yeah, if there's not a landscape company around a wood chipper, get the fuck away from it. If it's running and there's not somebody actively putting trees in it, 
you're probably going to die. I wonder how many people in real life have really been put through a wood chipper. Well, it's untelling. You would think <laughs> like the the mob and the mafia, somebody's put somebody in a wood chipper. It's very messy, though. It is very messy, but imagine like pulling a wood chipper up to like a dock or not not a dock, but like off a bridge. Uh, or what something. about on a boat? Yeah, you take somebody out like a hundred miles out in the ocean and put them in a wood chipper, bro. Anything, anything that is left that floats on the surface, or anything that even sinks, like crabs and fish, well, are going to eat that shit up. Well, really especially quick. if you, when you're done, also throw the wood chipper in the fucking water <laughs> and drive away. Problem yeah. solved. Y'all good. But yeah, so the killer enters the church. And opens up the confess the confession box to find Bartek hiding. Uh, Zoja and Yulek, having run away from the killer's house, find refuge in an old man's house. And this old man tells them the story of the twins who lived with their mother until they found a small meteorite that crashed in the area. This is uh. I didn't really say how long ago it was, but but these twins are, I don't know, probably, what, like eight years old, maybe? I have an idea, kind of, how long it was. So, one thing that this old guy mentions is that he lost his legs because of these two twins. And that's when he knocks on his metal legs. Yeah. Yeah. This is the postman. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you caught I thought that. You, about you said to tell he wouldn't do him do it like he. I thought you thought he died. But I actually so did. In the beginning, it says thirty years later. So I. But assume, how big were they when they took his legs? I don't know, but I assume they weren't adults, or they would have done more than take his fucking legs. Those two dudes pull you through a fucking a window like I didn't take very long. I actually did not know that that was the postman until um, when I actually watched the movie. Until I actually started doing all my research for the movie is when I discovered that he is the postman. I did not catch that originally. So I can't take credit for something I didn't naturally notice. I will say my first time watching it through, I did not notice it, but I did this time. I don't understand how. Was it the postman? Um, And I assume it's because they were kids and they didn't fully kill him yet because they they were kids. They, you know, they obviously fucking fucked those legs up. But if they would have been adults at this point, they he wouldn't yeah, have ever, they, he wouldn't have made it out of there. Well, they took his legs. I don't see how he made it out of there anyway. It's like in the middle of the he. What he do? Fucking. They were fucking crawl eight. I don't know. With no he, legs they, they out of the been woods. Eight to ten years old. His mom. <laughs> his mom may have heard it and fucking intervened somehow. You know, his mom was like horrified when this first happened. So she was probably still new to her. I just, the reason I think that they were kids is because he got away and only lost his legs. I, I, I couldn't imagine them being fully grown, especially these motherfuckers, and they're fucking massive. They're grown, grown. Yeah, I, I would assume that it's it was sometime not long after they got infected, and it's been probably 30-something years. That's how long it says in the beginning, right? 30 years mm-hmm. later? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... The two twins, they end up taking a piece of this uh, meteorite, like a big old fucking basketball-sized chunk, and they keep it hidden under their bed, and the following night, a black fluid seeps from the rock and enters the body of the twins. And this causes them to lose their minds and become animalistic carnivores. 
kind of like zombies. You know, they just eat body parts and are violent and not that smart. Uh, Their mother awakens in the morning only to be horrified by finding her sons eating their dog in the basement. She ends up locking them into the basement and hunts animals to feed them while keeping them hidden. The old man states that the mother lost her mind one day, and uh, while trying to get a dead animal into the basement, she falls in and dies, causing the twins to be able to escape. Uh, So Zoja and Ulek are stupid because the old man offers to let them stay and hide out from the evil twins. I mean, he's got a fucking shotgun. Yeah, I thought that was really fucking stupid. He's like, I got food and a shotgun here. And they're like, oh, no, we're going to we're going to leave. But but not only are we going to leave, we're going to go back to their house. Because now that we know that there's two of them, it's twice the danger and even more of a reason for us to be fucking stupid and go back. So I'm my guess is that this is like some type of alien thing that's taking them over. Yeah, some kind of alien alien goo. Yeah, it was like a meteorite that came out of the sky, and then it totally does a venom. Yeah. It does the very much a venom. Yeah, and takes them over. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. If you thought it was, it may say, they may explain it more in the second movie, but yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, Yeah, so he he offers to let them stay. He's got food. He's got a gun. And uh, they say, fuck that noise. And they decide to go back to the basement to get the phone from Daniel's body to call from help. Man, this that plan is dumb. <laughs> well, even if you get the phone, you're in the middle of the woods. Like you probably don't have signal. This guy's got a shotgun. They should have went and got Isa's keys to her Jeep. That would have been a better idea. Because you know they're not going to kill you if you got a Jeep. You could just run them over repeatedly. Bro, my first thought is, would be. No, would stay with the guy with the gun because the phone probably A has a password, B oh, has yeah. no fucking signal out here, or C is fucking dead. Like we we don't know any of those variables could stop us from getting help. Why risk going back there and putting everything on the line for a phone that we're probably not going to be able to use. Like, if you find a phone at the gas station and you pick it up and try to get into it, more than likely you're not going to be able to use it because it has a password on it. Every Most people keep passwords on their phone. And then on top of that, they're fucking deep out in the woods. Highly doubt that there's any signal out there. And, and then, you know, the phones, phones nowadays, if you don't charge them at night, they fucking die. Yeah, and... Um- I I mean, I don't know. I, I this this has to happen though to keep the story going, I guess. You know, like they could have stayed at this guy's house for two days and it wouldn't have been much of a story. I don't know. They maybe could have had the the evil twins break in and be like, you know, he fucking kills them, like kill the old man or something. And then they ha- actually that would have been better. They you know, they break in, they end up killing the old man and they have to flee the house. That would have been better. I don't know why they chose to go this route though. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's lazy writing. I hate when this happens in movies and I see it happen quite frequently. But when there's something that uh, instead of a writer saying, hey, we got to figure this out because this doesn't make sense. They just write it anyway. And that happens a couple times, actually, in this movie. Like them just walking into the fucking house instead of like knocking on the door or, or 
being like, oh, nobody's home. Let's let's move on. I don't know. There's a couple different examples, but I fucking hate that. That that drives me nuts. They go back to the uh, the original house and they're going to get that phone. And I have to say, Isa's severed head looks way better here. Yeah, with like, the this ants is, on it. Yeah, this yeah. is like a way better version. When I first seen this and I seen that first head, I was like, oh, who did they hire for for special effects? But then I see this version and I'm like, okay, you know, um, maybe that head just looks like shit because it was supposed to be the head that gets thrown and put a lot of time and effort into something that is going to get fucked up. I don't get why they didn't just use this head and film this scene first. I don't know. It's a very short scene. They could have filmed that first and just thrown the good looking head. Yeah, this one looks way better, though. So um, good job on the FX team for for this. Ulick uh, tries to distract the killer with some noise, and uh, Zoja kind of sneaks into the basement to grab the phone. So this little scene right here is Zoja hands Ulick like her knife, and then she kisses him on the cheek as like good luck, and he walks off feeling like all confident and shit. And I was like, he's about to die. Like she just gave him false hope. Like he just got the kiss of death. Yeah. Because she gave him this false confidence that he was good. Because he's like walking away super cool. It's like this music playing. He's finally, you know, like he's been kind of a chicken shit this whole time. And now he's finally like, I'm that guy. Like I'm going to. I kissed a girl. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to do this. And then he goes up to the door. And he's like, with all the confidence in the world, bangs on it. And then he stops for a second. And then he steps forward, takes a deep breath, starts banging on it again. And then he turns into a wimp again. Because he completely fucking fucks up the entire plan. Like, he's supposed to be the distraction. And it, it doesn't work. Because he literally, like, quits in the middle of it. Yeah. She, I just think that she... I don't know, because he tries to come back and be a little confident here, right here in a minute, too. And it it does not work out well for him. But so, however, um, the killer's twin is in front of her like they're in the basement. She's trying to get the phone. And, uh, you know, the other twin comes down there and Ulick ends up stabbing him from behind to distract his attention. And uh, Zoja is like she gets knocked unconscious and while Ulek is stabbed with the knife and then like the guy pulls the knife out and he stabs uh, Ulek with the same knife and then he grabs him by the throat. And then this evil twin leans in close to his face and starts like kissing him like while their mouths are pressed together. He begins chewing his tongue off and eventually ripping it out of his mouth. They fucking CGI'd the tongue rip out. They did. You could have made that prop for like 40 bucks. Yeah, I would imagine that shooting it in 28 days, they were probably on a pretty tight schedule. They should have added some more time so they could have made props like this. That would have been a really cool practical effect to do. Yep, I think that would have been one of the coolest things in this movie if that tongue being ripped out would have been a practical effect the fact that it's cgi i was like i was just instantly turned off i was just instantly like you know no 
know like it, it is this the kind of movie this is to where like you can have a movie with a, like a like a weakish story uh and like really um you know weak characters characters we've seen a million times if you have really cool kills and special effects we've seen that with a lot of friday the 13th i think the kills are cool i i think that that the kills are really cool, uh, and there's a couple of them that are practical effects, but this is one that should have been a practical effect. Yeah, this was a huge letdown. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I It rubbed me the wrong way. Something that could have been really simple as just building a couple, you know, um, tongues out of, uh, what's that stretchy shit called? We talked about it in the last episode, and I can't, we couldn't remember hardly the name of it then either. Um, no, I remembered the name of what, it. What, what was the name of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did then. Latex. Yeah, latex. you could have made you know some latex tongues or whatever. It wouldn't have been super hard. And then you literally could have... That would have ripped apart great. I could have just used a... I could have just molded his head and used like a... I don't know, like a cow's tongue or something. With I mean, they what? Just what a what a letdown! What a letdown! That's just where we'll maybe, leave it. Maybe they did, and it just looked so bad because the effects people fucked up on it or something. Maybe no. they had to go in and CGI it after. Cause it, I, who knows? I don't know. I think just CGI should be used to enhance stuff, but it shouldn't be used to just make stuff. I don't like the way it looks when they just make a complete whole entire thing out of just computer. I can tell it's computer. Like, it's just, I don't know. But uh, Zoja, she keeps having this um, recurring memory of when her family died in a brutal car accident. She she had one earlier. I forgot to bring it up. But um, she ended up being, like, the only survivor of this. And this is why she has uh, what I like to call final girl glow. This is the thing that happened that made her stronger to survive through this thing. It's kind of in a lot of movies and um basically now we know what her situation is uh so zoja she wakes up to find Ulek uh suffering with the knife embedded in his abdomen she tries to use daniel's phone but of course it fucking dies just we were saying earlier is uh phones do not last for days or anything like they used to and zoja kills ulek to end his pain she does a little mercy killing bro this is horrible man like he's she, like she just begging. twists is the knife i'm like that wouldn't kill him that would hurt yeah he's like <laughs> begging for her to pull this knife out and finish him off so he can bleed out and die and she doesn't want to do it which i completely understand that would be a really hard thing to do especially considering that's the only person you've been with and that's going to make you on your own. But she finally does it. And instead of pulling the knife out, she starts twisting it back and forth. Like, I don't think that's what he meant when he, he wanted a mercy killing. Like, that's like, that's a mercy torturing. Well, I guess those two things don't make sense together. That's just a torturing. Yeah, that's not how you kill somebody. <laughs> you, don't twist, a- you don't aggravate their wound until they die. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't kill him. That would just fucking hurt a lot. Like, you have to pull the knife out and let him bleed out. What a what a horrible, horrible way to die. And then he couldn't even tell her, like, no, I didn't fucking mean that. And it, because he has no tongue. Yeah. 
Uh, she then uses the knife to unchain herself and considers escaping through the window, but says, wait, there's more. She grabs a machete from the room instead and makes her way upstairs. Uh, once she gets up there, she hears that one of the twins is asleep snoring on the bed. And Zoja stabs the ever-loving shit out of this motherfucker until he appears to be dead. Yeah, so this is this is uh, the shot whenever he's stabbing through with the machete through the bed. Mm-hmm. Or she's stabbing through the bed. Um, the shot from underneath the bed where the, the blood's coming out. That is, yeah. Do you know what movie that's from? It is from Friday the 13th. Do you know which one? The first one. So they do show a a similar kill to that in the first one, but they have Freddy versus Jason. That's where yeah, we yeah, get the yeah. machete shot. That's where shot. the, uh, that's the where, boyfriend in the bed. Yeah, that's where we get the machete shot through the bottom of the bed, and he, he's folded up after that. If only she would have just folded his big ass up. <laughs> yeah, this is number three of uh, Jason kill kind of ripoff that, that we see. Anyway, after she stabs the shit out of him, which me, I if you're going to kill, like you got a regular guy coming after you, then yeah, this is the way to go. But in my opinion, if I got this big superhuman zombie boiled covered gigantic thing, I'm cutting his head off. I got to stab him, you know, keep him down, do what she did. But then after that, you know, horror movie rules, you got to take the head off. Yeah, they always come back. So I thought that before this even happened, before she even started stabbing them, because I'm like, you, you, that's not how you use a machete. That's not what a machete's made for. In real life, she would not have been able to stab that machete. Like machete Jason can get away with that because, because it's fucking Jason. But this teenage girl is not going to stab a machete all the way through a like four, a 350, 400 pound man through the bed and then into the floor. I don't like even think the blade is long enough I don't without think, you putting your hand and the handle through the guy's body. I don't think, well, even if it was long enough, I don't think she would have ever gotten it more than a couple inches into his stomach uh, because the machetes are very thick. They're not made to stab. Uh, I was very disappointed she didn't go straight to just Slashing at hacking away at his fucking, his fucking neck. head, man. Yeah, Just take the head she off. fucked that up. Another thing I don't get is her going upstairs. She knows there's two of them. I, it makes sense if there's one of them go up there and and fucking hack him up while he's sleeping. But if you think there's two of them up there, you're not gonna kill one and not make a bunch of noise. If I was in that situation, I'd be like, no, no, because I can kill one, but the second one's gonna get me. She's just, uh, she was very brave, to put it like this. I don't see this being a decision that's made in real life. She was very lucky that there was only one of them there at the time. Well, after she kills him, uh, she then leaves the house and runs into the woods. And then we uh, jump over back to the old man in the cabin. And the old man, he hears some knocking, like some fiddling around, like on his porch or whatever. And uh, he ain't taking no chances. This guy, this guy knows what's up. And he shoots through the door with his shotgun and uh, he's thinking it's like one of the twins or both of them. But as he gets up and he opens the door, he discovers that he just murdered Bartek. He didn't 
murder Bartek, he defended his property. Bartek <laughs> was going to walk up in this house without knocking on the fucking door. And this is what happens when you break into people's houses. Like apparently everybody in this fucking movie thinks is all right. Well, um, I don't blame him for this. Well, do you think that Poland has like the standard ground law? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know I don't fucking know, but they should. Well, every lot, country should. Well, a lot of those countries over there, I mean, you can't even have a gun. So let alone have a, uh, you reserve the right to kill somebody. I have like no idea what Poland's gun laws are. Yeah, I don't either. I would imagine there's, I don't know, some AK-47s floating around there. They used to be in the Soviet Union. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Yeah, regardless of what their gun laws are, this guy's got a gun, and everybody should have the right to defend your property, no matter what country you live in. So I don't feel bad. I don't, I don't feel bad at all, especially they make it sound like in the movie that it's one of those big motherfuckers out there. Like, that is one thing that didn't make sense. They cl- they make it sound like it's like a big dude. You hear these big footsteps coming up the steps. and He's big uh, in personality. Yeah, it's just his big personality trotting up the fucking stairs, I guess. But yeah, I don't feel bad for him. So next we see this uh, cop car is just like sitting parked in the woods and the cop is sitting there with this uh, prostitute, uh, but he did not bring her out here for a little hanky panky. No, he uh, pays her to listen to him complain about his job and his life. And he just wants somebody to vent to. So uh, he ends up paying her and uh, she's like, oh, thank you. And pretty much gets on her bicycle and just rides off into the woods. Really, really weird situation here. Yeah. Being a cop in Poland must really fucking suck, especially in this whatever little wooded fucking middle of nowhere area that they're in. This guy is so bored, he pays a prostitute once a week. (laughs) She says, I'll see you Tuesday. Once a week. To complain. To complain about his fucking job. (laughs) That's, you know your job's rough when you gotta pay somebody to complain to about it. So I think this is, I actually think this is a common thing though. I remember HBO used to have that series that, about that brothel. That was in the Bunny Ranch. Yeah, so I remember, and I was I was a kid when I watched that. Probably shouldn't have been watching that, but I was uh, growing into my teenage years, and I do remember. That's one thing that always stuck out to me is some of those girls who were prostitutes before that came came there specifically to do it legally. But uh, they said that there there is a lot of guys out there who pay prostitutes just to talk to. Like they just want to have a conversation. Well, I could see that because when you go to a therapist and you pay a therapist, you do kind of air out all of your issues, but then the therapist will tell you what you're right and wrong about. Well, you know, you didn't look at it from this way or what about this? You you know, you go to a prostitute. She's just going to listen. And she's much cheaper than a therapist. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, it depends you're on the prostitute. At, yeah, I guess, if, <laughs> well, you should probably go cheap. If you're just talking, (laughs) Uh, as long as they have working ears. Not like meth cheap. No. (laughs) Not that cheap. Like uh, the Breaking Bad. Wendy. 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 (laughs) I just want a root beer, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love that they they brought her back in uh, El Camino. They, They talked about when they filmed 
um, the scene where she's like hanging out outside of the motel that um, real cops showed up accusing her of <laughs> prostitution. <laughs> I, she's I like, we're filming a show. <laughs> I remember I had to look her up. To see what she looked like in real life yeah. because she looked so bad. I'm like, oh my God, did they just pull like a prostitute off the streets to you, film this? You you remember how they had some episodes where they did uh, kind of like a little song or whatever at the beginning, right before they did, you know, mm-hmm. the, and they did one about her that was just like windy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like her, you know, getting Johns and like, like hooking up with them, but then also like buying meth or selling, like helping Jesse sell meth. And it's just like this windy theme song playing. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Wendy out there giving some Wendy's. Uh, so Zoja notices a police car near a forest road and the officer is, uh, he's very much startled, but he agrees to drive her back to civilization after noticing how upset she is. And on their way back, they uh, run over one of the twins in the road. And the officer uh, stops the car, and he gets out kind of wanting help, uh, despite Zoja's warnings. So when he's getting out, and he's like walking up to this dude's body on the ground, I noticed that, uh, no offense, but Poland's cops are kind of dressed like um, our mailmen. (laughs) (laughs) They have like the mailman. mailman. They have our mailman (laughs) shorts on, like these little small shorts and just like a collared t shirt. Our cops look like they're in the military. If you if you haven't noticed, our cops quit wearing like regular cop uniforms and they wear like these huge bulletproof vests and like they got like a Batman utility belt and they got like combat boots on. But you know he was dressed like our bike cops. Yeah, like the like, cops at the beach. Yeah, the, <laughs> the bike cops, the cops that nobody wants to to work with, I guess. So they make them be bike cops. The, the cops that are like in the big city, they're on those. Um, what are those things you stand the on? Segway the thing. Segway. Yeah, the Paul Blart thing. Fucking super lame cops. Yeah. <laughs> you're, if you're a cop out there and you are a beach cop that uses a Segway, we do apologize. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're, that, we, uh, we apologize over the job that you got given yeah you must have really fucked up you don't even get a car they're like the station's gonna uh issue this issue you this segue instead of a car you don't get a cop car and to put the segue in your trunk (laughs) so the um the evil twin he gets up and he chops the officer completely into with a very large uh medieval like axe and Zoja is uh she's like locked in the back of the cop car but she breaks out the window and then she gets in the front and she attempts to drive away in the car but of course the car won't start at first it's a horror movie yeah it's it, why would it she should have gotten that jeep should have found, needs, found uh, she, yeah she found needs the jeep. jeep that would have started up but um, the twin is now on top of the car and he's like hacking through the roof with the axe and she finally gets the car to start and she pulls off quickly, causing the uh, the evil twin to fall off the back and into the road. And uh, during her escape, she stops the car and decides to run him over a few times and then make her escape. Uh, she ends up driving away really fast and that is the last we see of her. And at the end of the movie, we see two drunk guys uh, walking down the road at night. And they come across the uh, evil twin's body as he rises up 
very much still alive. And then we see the other twin, uh, the one that got stabbed in the bed, and he is also not dead. And he gets up and rises up out of his bed. And having survived the machete attack, he um, starts walking around and he notices the police lights outside of his home. And then we cut to credits. That Bro, is the end. This fucking cop finally has something important happen at his yep. job. It is the first time, apparently, that anything important or big has ever happened. And he manages to fuck it up and run somebody over not paying attention. And the look that he gives her when he looks back and gets to the body, like, I feel like was the look of, I'm like, what am I going to do with her? Like, <laughs> she's seen me run this guy over. And he walks up and he's like, hey, sir, are you all right? Like, you just hit him at like fucking 50 miles an hour. Like, not is that right. what you say? <laughs> Definitely not all right. Hey, uh, hey buddy. And he's like poking him with a stick. You, you okay, right? This is why they sent him to this police department. This is why he's working at this police department because they're like, this guy fucking, he fucks everything up. We, we're just going to stick him out in the middle of nowhere where, where nothing ever happens. They missed a golden opportunity with him because when they get in the car and like she, you know, she tells him, you know, what, like a gist of what's going on and they're, and they're leaving. He should have looked at her and been like, the guy killing everybody, he's not like a mayor's son or anything, is he? Because <laughs> he complains like <laughs> he's always like, well, every time I get somebody breaking the law, it's some politician or the mayor's son. or And then I get chewed out. And, yeah, they, they, they missed a really good opportunity to play up what he was literally just complaining about. His fucking kill, though, is great. Like, yes, they they. Definitely use practical effects for that with the guts falling out. I love the cinematography of it. Like, I love that we got a shot and like a almost fish eyed shot in between his legs. And it's a lot of guts coming the out. The guts, too. which is what would really happen if something fucking cut you in half, like all your guts would spill out. And then not only that, but his body cut in half. Like, you don't get to see it in detail. You kind of see, see it enough further it, back, yeah. but they, it, it looked really fucking good thought that that was excellent i don't zosha's choice to back over him like that dude's so big i would be like i'm gonna break this i'm gonna possibly break this car if i run him over that's why you need the jeep yeah the jeep well, would bro, just scale if, him like a if mountain the jeep hit him going at any decent speed a jeep would flip like that Jeeps guy flip that guy is fucking massive. Jeeps do flip. They don't flip. No, they flip over flip, puddles. They flip over they flip and land the on their wheels and keep going. That's what they do. Yeah. They do. That's not called a flip. When a Jeep flips, it's called a tactical roll. Tactical. That. That's it. Right a tactical roll right over yeah. his body. Tactical <laughs> roll with that awesome Punisher cover over the back tire. You got to have a Punisher have sticker or a wheel cover. Um, just it, something Punisher. Something Punisher. A Jeep is a Punisher. It punishes mud puddles. Punishes your bank account when you have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that is the movie. Um, I got a couple interesting things. There's not, as you noticed probably from the beginning and what you're about to find out, there's really not a ton of information on this movie. I don't know if it's because it is a Polish 
or because it's Netflix. Netflix doesn't actually release a lot of their production stuff. They tend to keep some stuff secret. I actually had to go and search for the budget of the movie uh, because it's not actually on like the IMDb or Wikipedia or anything like that. You actually have to go and look for it. So uh, there's not a lot of stuff about this movie, but I do. I did find some a couple things. And one thing in particular is going to shed light on some 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 stuff from the movie. Uh, so this is actually Poland's first ever slasher movie. Wow. I had in my notes that I'm pretty sure that the uh, writer was a big fan of Friday the 13th. Well, it was written by two people. One of them's name I can't pronounce. The other one is the director of this movie. Okay, one of them, too, must have been a big Friday the 13th fan. Mm. The police car, the number on the car is 237, and fans of The Shining will recognize that room number as the bathtub ladies' room. Hmm. Yeah. Something like naked old women in the bathtub for a horror movie. This is the second movie recently that we've covered that had a little Shining Easter egg in it. I don't remember what the other one was. Starting to catch up to the thing. How many? We had those? a bunch with the yeah, thing, yeah, especially um, a month ago. Yeah, we had covered like three different movies that had something to do with the thing. So that that salesman that came to the house that I end up talking about horror movies with for like an hour. That was one of the things I was telling him was how many, like, because he mentioned that was his favorite movie was the thing, and uh, I was telling him about how many Easter eggs that come up in other movies that I had never noticed. The thing. Yeah, inspired a lot of writers and directors out there. Uh, So number three, this is the big one. It pays tribute to one of the greatest slasher franchises ever in many ways, which is Friday the 13th. They purposely made the first kill the infamous sleeping bag kill. Uh, We got the head crushing scene from uh, Drake's brother in part seven. And uh, originally... This film's release date was set for March 13th, 2020, a.k.a. Friday the 13th. Uh, Unfortunately, though, it ended up getting postponed due to COVID. So, yeah, all this stuff that was that we we noticed was ripped off of Friday the 13th. It was actually um, the writers and directors paying tribute to what they considered was like the greatest slasher franchise. I like that. I like, I, yeah. I like when you come out and say that and you don't try to deny it and say it's, oh, it's a completely different movie. And I, I give a lot more respect if you're paying tribute to something as opposed to just ripping off of it, especially considering if that's your favorite slasher franchise and you're doing Poland's first ever slasher movie, mm-hmm. you know, that that makes it a little more OK. I'm not surprised. I'm sure that it gets comparisons all the time to Friday the 13th. I'm sure people put that together a lot for as much as like Sleepaway Camp gets compared. This is much more like Friday the 13th than Sleepaway Camp was. Yeah. um, When when I came across that, I was like, okay, I had to go back and change some stuff because I shitted on this movie way harder (laughs) once I once like before I knew that and I thought they just ripped off of it blatantly and was like oh nobody will notice uh i yeah i was way harsher on those those things that they took from 
from the movie. I was like, you fucking suck. You couldn't think of your own shit. Now, as I remember, (laughs) you defending Sleepaway Camp, which is highly regarded as a ripoff of Friday the 13th, based off of the setting and... The original Friday the Thirteenth. It's got the setting, but the no, story no, is no, no. It's near. but it's a whodunit, and that's what makes the original Friday the Thirteenth. And I remember you defending the shit out of that, but you was going to trash this movie for it. It took the most famous thing, the nah, most famous would, kill. Yeah. Like that is that is that's, that I, is too I th- far. I think the liquid nitrogen's. I would say that's probably the most famous kill. Well, every time it's been voted the the sleeping bag. Sleeping well, bag they've kill done wins. That. They've done that one a couple times now. They've actually. done it twice, but that Have is they a... done it twice. Yeah, they I did thought, it. They I did it in they Jason did it. X too. I thought they did it in the remake too. That he hits that girl and he hits her on the tree and then he does. Hangs done it three her, times. Her on fire. Done it three yeah. times now. Uh, they shouldn't do it anymore. Well, I, the the, re, the remake I was okay with because it was, it was a remake. It was a remake, and it was you know in this in the same. If you're gonna remake it, you gotta pay homage to the original. Boy, uh, and we... they 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 missed the mark on paying homage to the original so much in that movie that I'm okay with them using the sleeping bag kill. Well, if we ever cover that movie, be prepared. I'm going to rip that movie apart. <laughs> yeah, that one's uh that the older I've gotten, a- every time I watch that movie, I dislike it, it more worse. and more and more, and now I fucking hate it. No. In March of 2021, Netflix confirmed that uh, Kowalski and his team had officially started production on the sequel. Uh, it is titled Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight Part 2, another another Friday the 13th ripoff, Friday the 13th Part 2. And uh, it was released in October of 2021. I actually watched the trailer for this right after I watched this movie. And I will give it credit that it picks up right where this movie leads off. It is pretty much the the main character, uh, Zoja, her arriving at the police station. And the police actually apprehend the two evil twins and have them in a jail cell. And then like right next door, they put uh, Zoja in a jail cell. Why the fuck does she go to jail? Well, they don't really believe what all she says. And oh. uh, from what I've seen, they basically get her out of the jail cell. And the sh- and like the main cop is like, you're going to take me to the house. They've got the house like uh, crime seamed up. He said, you're going to take me to the house and you're going to show me and tell me exactly what happened. That's really all I really could put together. And then it's just kind of a montage of a bunch of. I will say that this is very similar. It seems like it's very similar to like kind of like the venom theory that we were talking about, because there are way more of these like evil zombies in the trailer for the second one. So I don't think this stuff just stays with them. I think it spreads. It can do kind of that venom thing where it like goos up and like comes out of you and just goes and gets somebody else. I thought about that when she was killing him. Like that they could make before when I first seen the movie, before I even knew there was a part two, that they could do a good part two by like her getting the blood from him while she's stabbing him on her and it then it, uh, uh, infecting her. Now, obviously, they lived at the end, so I figured that they were going to be more so the killers in a part two if they did one. But interesting. 
Yeah, and uh, Netflix also had confirmed that uh, there is now a third one. And it is going to be called No One Sleeps in the Woods Tonight, Part 3, D. the final chapter. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that real? Yeah. Is that serious? Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> You're going to tell me it was Part 3, D. Part three, the new blood. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, are they gonna are they gonna do it in three D? <laughs> <laughs> Jason lives, but he's not in this movie. <laughs> um, no, it's just two for now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they'll make a three. I didn't see anything possible. Uh, so kill count and ratings. The total amount of kills in this movie. When I looked it up, it was. It was more because it counted like the sheep and it counted like two rats in the basement. Did, so did this Poland count yeah, the so, animals that died. So I, I went through and I picked all the actual kills from the movie and the total kill count is eight. I think the original was 12. Yeah, I think I don't know who did that, but who counted <laughs> that up? But that's not how it works. Yeah. You don't you count people who die in movies. I don't know. That must have been like a big fan of the movie or like a somebody from Poland. And they're like, well, our, our first slasher's got to have a ton of kills in it. Well, there was that fox and it eventually dies. It doesn't die in the movie, dies but it will die age. of old age years later. So we'll count that. Uh, so number one, we have the twins mother. Then we have Daniel. Then we have Isa. Then we have Aniela. Five is the priest. Six is Ulick. Seven is Bartek. And eight is the police officer. And nine is my good rating for this film. You did the priest, right? Yeah, the priest is number five. Okay. So now it's time for favorite kill. Just making sure you got the priest in there. He was. He oh, was, I uh, definitely got the priest. He, in there. he needed to die. So Make favorite sure he kill. Gets All right, best kill here. Who's who's going first? You can go first. All right. So the best kill, I think, based off of how it looked and the way it was shot. Was the cop at the end mm. getting cut in half? My favorite person to see die was the priest, mm-hmm. and he dies in a cool way. But um, yeah, the the cop getting cut in half. I feel like that kill is going to be iconic for this movie. Like that's one of the things people remember when they look back. Kind of like the original, the first terrifier, the sawing down her body scene. I feel like they probably put a lot of their effects money into that kill. And uh, even the shot after of his two halves of his body laying there was done really good. So I thought that was the coolest one. And I know yours is going to be the rat in the basement. The rat in the basement is two rats in the basement. Rat number one or rat number two? Rat number two. Right, number two. Okay. Uh, so I went back and forth between two kills. I'm, you know, for about seven minutes trying to figure it out. Uh, I went between the cop and then the priest. I ultimately chose the priest because I really like the shot where it's like his legs hanging out of the tree grinder, but then they show like all his guts and like ground up, just like splatting, hitting the ground. They were really hand in hand for me. And what what won me over was the fact that I hated the priest so much. I was happy that he they killed him in that way because look wise, they were equal. I would give them both, you know. Yeah, I didn't the hate same the rating. cop. Yeah. Yeah. The, the priest. So that's, that's why I went with the priest. 
if a priest ties up a teenage boy, period, you you know it's about to happen. But then you ball gag him too. That guy was a fucking bastard. So glad he died. Yeah, I I will point out though that if they would have made that tongue like a practical effect, I would have had to decide between. Like I would have added the Ulick kill to me trying to figure out because that could have been really cool. No, I agree with that. That that could have been one of the coolest parts of the movie, and they fucked it up. So yeah, I I agree with that. When I was thinking for my best kill, it was between the the priest or the cop, and that kill should have been in there. That that should have been one of the top two kills. If they would have did that better, it it would have possibly been the best kill yeah they could have done you know like as the tongue finally gives away and just rips and you know like it could have had sound that blood just splat onto this guy's face too like i mean you i don't man you missed a. and then they didn't have like any blood running from the dude's fucking mouth originally yeah that that was one thing i did i put in my notes too i was like this guy's fucking mouth because the first shot after he doesn't really have any blood on his mouth and i'm like this dude would be like choking on his blood. There would be so much blood if your entire tongue got ripped off. Yeah, I mean, how many people's accidentally bit their tongue to at some point in time in their life where their tongue is like bleeds a little bit from that? Like you can taste the blood, you spit, and you got. And I'm like, well, man, if you got your whole goddamn tongue ripped out, you definitely would bleed. You're about to say how many people out there accidentally bit their tongue off? Totally bit their <laughs> tongue off. I mean, it happens all the time, especially. If you are one of those people who eats candy corn. Or doesn't drive a Jeep. Yeah. You deserve it if you don't drive a Jeep. Tactical roll. It's time for ratings. Uh, Because you did best kill first, I will do my rating first. I rated this movie a 2.8. I would say my negatives is basically you should have used more practical effects in the kills. And Yella's kill, it was totally CGI. Like, that whole thing was CGI. None of that was practical. The Ulick was CGI. I even noticed that um, when the the twin is, like, getting up off the road at the very, very end, he's got all this blood on the side of his face added in digitally. Like, that's not even... Not, it, not even... That. Yeah, it drove me nuts. I even actually watched that scene again when you were watching it. I was in there... Because I specifically wanted to see it again to make sure like I just didn't see it wrong. It's CGI. So anyway, yeah, that was a that was a big issue for me. For people who, you know, are using Friday the 13th stuff and because they're so inspired by it. You know, Friday the 13th was made on, you know, tiny budgets and they were able always able to come up with cool, cool stuff. Some of it we didn't get to see, but that's because of the MPAA, but they always did it. And, you know, I think that if you were going to try to make, you know, another version of Friday the 13th for a country that doesn't really have that, then you should have took that route. That was a huge misstep, in my opinion. Also, there's some stuff in the movie that doesn't really make sense. Like, uh, you know, they're not being some kind of missing kid protocol. Them just uh, let's split up. That's that's dumb. Um, nothing that something that was never answered is the why. Why did the evil twin let Bartek live? He had him cornered in that 
confession thing in the church. And then I'm going to guess that Bartek had gotten out of there at that point. I'm, I'm going mean, to well, they should show well, they that. Don't it doesn't make show, any sense. Yeah, they don't. They just show him opening it up and looking in there and like he goes to reach in there. But I well, am going to assume that in in horror movie fashion, which happens a lot when they try to trick you that they he was in there and it shows shows him in there and then the killer comes and opens it up. And you look like you're looking from their, their perspective, but they've already gotten out of there. Well, but yeah, but the problem with that is there, there's a scene where Bartek hears the evil guy walking towards him and he's like freaking out. Like he, he literally hears the footsteps, he hears him open the door and it shows him. He's like, oh, fuck, he's in here. And then he escaped. Do what? I, like a hatch in the ground? <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. I just know a, a million horror movies have done that. I think they should have showed that he wasn't in there. Like he opened it up and then they showed that he, he clearly wasn't in there. They could have easily fixed that. They could have did that. They could have done. They could have just chopped out the scene where he like hears the dude come in the church and he's freaking out. Like just cut that scene and we would have just been like, oh, he got away. I don't like. <clears throat> Zosha, how they did let her live. That's that comes to mind. Like they chained her up instead of killing her. They've killed everybody in this movie, but well, you know, she's got stupid. final girl glow. Yeah. She she's got a depressing backstory and gets her the strength to live through this. Um, and I will say that I thought the origin story of the evil twins was a little weak. It was like, oh, evil space goo. Which yeah, that was it. That's that's all we get. Which is fine. But I feel like there just wasn't much there, you know, like they kept this rock and then this rock turned him into the like we don't really get. I don't know. I, it's not terrible, but it's it's just really weak. I think, you know, almost would have been just as good to not tell any backstory with them. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. That's one thing I put in here that it, it wasn't the greatest backstory. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to hit them on points for the backstory because this is one of those movies where it doesn't have to be amazing stories, but I think it would have been better had they not showed a backstory um, yeah. and left it kind of open to your imagination. Yeah. I, I also am not really a huge fan of the design of the killers. I feel <laughs> like if I were to describe them accurately, I would say they are the, um, the cabin in the woods zombies, but not scary. I got to, di- I, I, I disagree with that one. Right, well, I think these two are, I don't know what it is, but it, it's like the boils and the skin growths and shit that they have all over them. It's fucking super creepy. Like the first time I seen it, I don't like it. It kind of made my skin fucking crawl. It's yeah. Gross. They look gross. They look but gross they and they're have... fucking massive too. Like they're they are, big but they, dude. Oh man, it just kind of kills it for me that they dress them like, you know, redneck, like just farmers. It just, I don't know. For a movie that was going so much off of like Jason, you could have got a real menacing killer like that. And then they didn't. They kind of went with this like. Well, if they would have put uh, masks on them though. I feel like it would have. They didn't have been to put masks more. on them, but. Um, I would say the positive things were though is you know they did a really good job of sticking to the slasher formula 
Uh, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. You're trying to just make a slasher movie. And they did a great job with that. Um, I really like the camp setting. I'm pretty much in, I'm into any kind of slasher that's, hey, we're doing it at a camp. I'm down. It had some funny parts, but it was like not too funny. It wasn't like comedy horror. And uh, the practical effects that we did get looked really good, except for that first head. Um, and I also really like that they have a sequel that immediately picks up where where this movie leaves off. I love that. I love when sequels do that. This isn't a movie like I would necessarily tell you to go see. I will say that if you, you know, you and some friends or family like uh, want to put on a slasher movie that you can have fun with and kind of crack jokes or and just enjoy the kills or have fun with, then I think that's what this movie is. I don't think it's really trying to be anything more than that. Yeah, I feel a really solid 2.8 is pretty much what this movie gets for me. Well, I went with a 3.1. Mm, you liked and, it a little more than I did. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, I thought it was a fun movie. It's one of those movies that you can put on, you, you know, you don't have to pay super close attention to. Like, you're, you're there's not going to be something that happens in the story and it's going to fucking confuse you or fuck you up down the road. Uh, it's just, if you want to watch just a fun slasher movie, then put it on. If you want to see something more than that, then this it's not going to be for you. I thought the look of the twins, I thought they were they were creepy looking. I thought that them being fucking massive... And there being two of them, if if I seen them in real life, it would scare the living fucking shit out of me. Whether they're dressed like rednecks or not, that would be fucking scary. I thought, I agree, I thought that they should have done more practical effects, especially now knowing that they were trying to pay homage to Friday the 13th. If that's the case, you gotta do all all practical effects. And I don't know what the case was. You know, obviously they shot this movie very quick with only 28 days. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was, it was a timing issue or maybe they did shoot some of them and they didn't come out good and they didn't have time to do the reshoots for it. I don't know. Uh, but the, the practical effects that was in the movie, I thought were really good. Um, that's why it surprises me. They didn't do all of them in practical effects because, the team that did the practical effects did a good job with the ones that they had in there. You know, I'm, I don't have anything to say about the acting. I thought the acting was, was pretty good. You know, there's some holes in the story that I don't care for. Like I said, I hate when there's like lazy writing and something's not explained or something's just something that's going to be obvious to the viewer but they push it through anyway because they don't feel like writing something that makes more sense. Yeah, they, they um, did that a few times in this. Yeah, I see that quite frequently in movies. Um, they do it. They do it very frequent in this. That that more than anything is what caused it. To, that and the the CGI made it lose more points uh, than than anything else. Um, I will say I, I did like the final girl. I liked her. I liked her as a character. Didn't like any of the other teenagers. All the other ones sucked, but I, I did like the final girl. Um, but, you know, it's they they used the, the simple formula. You take a camp, teenagers, uh, uh, a scary killer, and a, a good final girl, and that's generally a, a recipe for, at very minimum, a fun movie. It's hard to go wrong with, with that formula. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, I'd say overall, I thought it was just a, a, a fun slasher film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not trying to be anything new. It's just trying to be uh, essentially what we just described. And uh, it just depends on how much you like the camp slasher teenagers getting killed in different ways kind of movies. If you're really into like possession of ghost movies, this is probably not the movie for you. That's Nobody Sleeps in the Woods tonight. If you want to help support the show, tell a friend, a family member, your creepy priest whose church is in the middle of the woods, help spread horror gospel. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't. You know, algorithms and all that. And there is a review at the end of this episode. So let us know what you think. And come say hi on one of the social media pages. Got any last words? No. Angels, please come down and cast out the evils of modern civilization. And cure these young people of their addiction.